Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's in here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. I was just sent an interesting story, actually one that's kind of surprising, about Mother Teresa. You know, the old lady who helped supposedly helped poor people. In India? In India. And she's she's passed away, I think, over the past couple of years. It's by the I way, probably been four years. Uh, has it been that long? I don't know. Anyway, um, it, my point on this is, and before I get into the article, is that I would like to recommend that everybody go and find the Penn and Teller BS episode on Mother Teresa oh, and God. Gandhi and there was a third person, I think, in that episode, and I don't remember who it was. But basically, Penn and Teller sort of debunking these people from their throne of, of wonderment. Uh, everybody thinks Mother, uh, Mother Teresa was this wonderful woman. And uh, Penn and Teller did some really great digging on their show BS. And uh, turns out she's not quite what she seemed to be. Apparently, uh, she died in 97. So, uh, wow. Long. That long? They're, Jeez. Uh, apparently from 1910 to 1997. I feel like it was... Two years ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I recommend Penn and Teller to really learn about uh, the you know the dirty secrets of Mother Teresa. But what kind of dirty secrets could Mother Teresa have? You'll have to go and see the uh, the show. It was it was did Penn and Teller do an expose on Mister Rogers too? No, they left him out of that one. But anyway, uh, Mister Rogers actually. I think did they're help running people. out of things to call BS on. You'd be you would be surprised. Apparently, sir, I would if you watched this show. Anyway, uh, that wasn't where I wanted to go with this. It's because this new revelation that's come out about Mother Teresa, obviously uh, Penn and Teller didn't know about. Otherwise, I'm sure they would have included it because this is fresh. Hit the news yesterday. London, according to CBS News, in life, Mother Teresa was an icon for believers of God's work on earth. Her ministry to the poor of Calcutta was a world-renowned symbol of religious compassion, except it really wasn't. She was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, in fact. In a rare interview in 1986, Mother Teresa told CBS News she had a calling based on unquestioned faith, saying, they are, children of, they are all children of God, loved and created by the same heart of God, she said at the time. But now it has emerged that Mother Teresa was so doubtful of her own faith that she feared being a hypocrite. According to CBS News, in a new book that compiles letters she wrote to friends, superiors, and confessors, her doubts are obvious. Shortly after beginning work in Calcutta's slums, the spirit left Mother Teresa. She wrote, Where is my faith? Even deep down, there is nothing but emptiness and darkness. I don't think that this is a revelation, Ian. I think that everybody who has any kind of faith questions it at some point or another. Well, she supposedly had unquestioned faith. And it's clear now that she did question her faith. In fact, quite significantly so. This is ludicrous. She says, There is nothing but emptiness and darkness. If there this be was God, your lead story, really? If this was be the God, best one you could I come up wanna, with, I didn't Mother Teresa this. one time called herself unquestioned, had um, said that she had unquestioned faith, and, but in fact did question her faith at some point. At, yeah, it looks is this like because she was you don't se- understand faith? She was pretty seriously questioning her faith, as a matter of fact. God. She said, "If there be God, please <laughs> forgive me." Eight years later, she was still looking to reclaim her lost faith. So this wasn't one letter mark. Look, this was a, a series. I just know. Uh, 
you know, this no is her doubt deep... anybody who has any kind of faith, whether that faith is in, uh, you know, a political system or in a religious system or, you know, any kind of in, in a business they start. I don't think that this is um, the questioning one's faith, even if one said, I have unquestioned faith mm. is any kind of revelation, whatever. Well, I think I was a little bit surprised by this when you see these with these big uh, people I think the way in the come, religious world. I think the way to come at this is, um, hey, everybody out there of faith, even Mother Teresa questioned her faith. So keep on keeping on. Do well, the right thing. I think it's interesting because uh, these people who are in religions, uh, these visible, the people that are in charge, if you will, the mega church heads, like, what was that guy's name? Ted somebody, Ted Haggard, who was caught, you know, having sex with a gay man and snorting meth uh-huh. off a hunting knife or whatever. Uh, you know, I think it's just interesting that we find out that they aren't who they quite claim to be. Well, that they claim to be the the holiest of holy people, no, and then it turns out that they're just regular people too. I think if I think if you um, ask these people, "Are you the holiest of holy people?" That immediately they will respond, "No." I what would sin the Pope just say like to that? everyone else. What would the Pope say to that? The, the Pope wouldn't answer your damn question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's too important. He's managed to make it all See? up the ladder. So you're, you then just punches a hole in that claim. Anyway, eight years later, she was still looking to reclaim her lost faith, writing, quote, Such deep longing for God, repulsed, empty, no faith, no love, no zeal. She saw a lot of, of tragedy in her um, life there in was it Bombay or Calcutta, wherever she was, some black hole of desperation that she worked in on a regular basis, watching people starve to death, um, seeing the uh, yeah. poorest of the poor people. Yeah, Maybe she did question her faith now and then. Maybe she I, can't questioned, bl- I don't blame her. Maybe she questioned whether God existed. She should, because he doesn't. As her fame increased, her faith ret- uh, refused to return. Her smile, she said, was a mask. She wrote, what do I labor for? If there be no God, there can be no soul. If there be no soul, Jesus, you are also not true. One of the uh, now this is an interesting spin. One of their uh, one of the reverends, uh, Reverend Brian Kolodchuk, says these are letters that were kept in the archbishop's house. He gathered the letters. Uh, he's the priest who's making the case to the Vatican for Mother Teresa's proposed sainthood. She should be um, she should be made a saint, and she should do it, and they should do it before the hundred years that they normally wait. He said her uh, he said her obvious spiritual torment actually helps her case. Quote, I would concur. Now we have this new understanding, this new window into an or into a, her interior life. Didn't and Jesus go out in the desert and question his faith? Don't ask I mean, me. I didn't read that old book. I understand you didn't read that old book, but I'm just saying that this um, <laughs> that Mother Teresa yeah, only questioned her faith like uh, like Jesus questioned his. Mother Teresa is an icon. You know, I wish I could remember more about the Penn and Teller show. I don't know if you recall, to, Julia. I it's really fuzzy, so I could be getting this totally wrong. But didn't it have something to do with her stealing money? Yeah, she was taking a bunch of contributions or something that could have gone to actually help the right, starving like people. Right, she wasn't and, actually. Oh, and wasn't she forcing them to starve themselves so that they would die and go to oh, God? Yeah, yeah, it was some sort of God thing. Like yeah. she was claiming that it was good to starve. Yeah, she was starving poor people. She was taking money. And, so she could have helped these yeah. starving people who were at her feet, starving to death in this uh, hellhole. But she decided to pocket the money for herself. It's very interesting. How is, is she, she takes a vow of poverty? How is she pocketing it first? You should go and you should watch the show. It's great. Anyway, yeah. uh, Reverend the Reverend says now we have this new understanding, this new window, and for me this seems to be most heroic. According so it's now it's heroic for religious leaders to question their faith. Very interesting spin. According to her letters, Mother Teresa even died with her doubts. She had even stopped praying. 
she once said. The church decided to keep her letters, even though one of her dying wishes was that they be destroyed. Perhaps now we know why. You know, what praying means to one person, it can mean something entirely different to another. I don't know everything there is to know about the Catholic religion, but I know that they have to say a lot of uh, Our Fathers and a lot of Hail Marys, Mm. which is this rote sort of chanting uh, prayer as opposed to expressing your feelings, your deepest feelings, and uh, those sort of things to God. The way I was taught to pray as a Protestant is entirely different than, I believe, uh, the way Catholics are taught to pray and the way lots of people are taught to pray. So, I, you know, d- take that prayer thing. Who knows what that means? And if somebody, if, if a deeply religious person goes through a short period in their life, whether that short period be days, weeks, months, or a year of not praying, I think that it's just their faith growing. No big deal. 1-800-259-9231 if you've got comments on this, uh, these new revelations about Mother Teresa. Uh, is she everything that you thought she once was? And I think it's important to point these things out about these religious leaders because they aren't all that they claim to be. They claim to be very high and mighty and all-knowing, but in fact they're just regular people too. And I think it's important to, uh, to bring them back down to earth if possible. I hope, I hope that I do as much ter- to as many terrible things in this life as Mother Teresa did. As really? Because she did some pretty awful things. I, like I, I don't forcing people to starve to death. Look, or... so she believes in fasting. I believe that fasting is good for your I soul think when too. When you fast, your plan is to actually start eating again at a later point. Right, and when you fast, you make a choice to start fasting yourself. This is like hungry people. <laughs> how come Penn and Teller? How come Penn and Teller are above reproach and above question, but Mother Teresa isn't? What have Penn and Teller really done to to make the world a better place? They put out a great television show called Mother BS. Teresa fed thousands. But That's she what didn't you think. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. She said Penn and Teller said so. She said it was godly to starve or something like that. I'll I see think if I can Penn dig up some more information. Jesus. This is Free Talk Live. He does have long hair. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on our website we give away, so enjoy those on us. Archives included. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the site. Downloading for free. Just go and click. Go to freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. SACL CAI. Bunch of good Christians, and they love Mother Teresa. Is he a Christian? I, I would assume. I, I, don't I'm, I'm reasonably... He's told me that, yes. Okay. Anyway, that doesn't matter. That's not the point. If you want to get your money back, that's why you want to <laughs> just hire... thought I didn't agree with that. Uh, but yeah, if you want to learn more about Mother Teresa, just go, go to her Wiki page, uh, the Wikipedia, and look under the criticism section. There's all kinds of good stuff there. How about this part that says here, by 1996, she was operating 517 missions in more than 100 countries. Over the years, Mother Teresa's missionaries of charity uh, grew from 12 to thousands. Were her missionaries Serving the were... poorest of the poor in 450 centers around the world. Were her missionaries like the one in Calcutta? I wonder if all those people were starved to death in those 517 missions in 450 centers. Yeah. I wonder if they were sticking bamboo shoots underneath their fingernails and stabbing them in the eyes with sticks. 
just so they'd get a little closer to Jesus. You yeah. are out of your freaking mind. Okie dokie. Anyway, uh, yeah, you should just do go ahead and do your own research on that one. 1-800-259-9231. So then, uh, let's see. Let's go over to back to America and talk about the schools. At least one particular school system, Julia, has a story about mandatory drug testing. This is not just for football stars now, is it, Julia? No, it's for any activity, including parking. Parking. Yeah, you can't park unless you agree to take weekly drug tests. Well, they're <laughs> well, random. But. Hold on. Um, you have to be exposed to weekly random drug tests at your high school to be able to drive a car to school and park that car there in the parking lot? That's correct. Hmm. Give, me the, give me the scoop. All righty. Uh, basically, drug use is up, says the principal at the middle school in Kansas. They at know a middle, that how? At what? How do they know that? It doesn't know, say. Polls. It polls. Just, they, they ask their students. Their students say, "Yeah." <laughs> Who know, when high school students fill out these things, they just Christmas tree them just for fun. Well, there was just one, to screw with the bureaucrats. Well, there, maybe maybe he's got personal knowledge, you know, because there was one story we read, and the guy was actually recently sentenced. I saw an update on the story. There was a principal somewhere in America that was caught dealing meth out of his office. Now he it's alleged that he was not actually dealing to the kids, but hey, maybe this guy's actually selling the drugs to the kids, and therefore he can say. Pretty or sure that, maybe yeah, drug up. use actually isn't up. They just want to implement this silly policy, and so, so they say it that. It doesn't yeah. cite any sources. Sure. It just says, everything is up. At the middle sure. school level, it's primarily tobacco, alcohol, and pot. And at the older level, it gets heavier. As hmm. a result, the school district is expanding its random drug and alcohol testing policy. School officials will now pass out consent forms this Friday, which was today, actually. Okay. Now all middle and high school students will either agree to random urine testing or lose out. So this is the entire uh, school district? That's correct. Okay. No schools, no privileges, no parking, no athletic events. What does no privileges mean? Does athletic events mean you can't go to a football game? Presumably, I don't know. That's what it sounds like, and the privileges one sounds like if they just don't want to let you do something, that's sort of the word. No more that, field trips. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can't eat. What What is a privilege? How is that defined? I mean, no lunch for you, no bathroom breaks? I'm not sure. Bizarre. Very bizarre. So far, parents have been supportive of the change. They believe students not involved with sure, teams... Sure, they, they don't want their kids harassed in school. They believe students not involved with teams or other activities may be more at risk. My mom was one of these people. She used to make me be involved in some sort of school activity mm -hmm. because she believed that that would keep me out of drugs, which is ridiculous because the high school football players and cheerleaders drink like you wouldn't believe, and mm. they certainly smoke pot. It's true. So what else? All right. It's because they're not involved in something day-to-day -day or accountable to 60 other people on a team or organization, says Parent, about students' drug use. Students. I think it's silly that uh, that parents believe that being on the football team is going to prevent their kid from Did, using drugs. Were they not in school recently? Did they not ever... Uh, that doesn't make any sense. The I idea mean, that you're around more kids is somehow going to be some sort of a preventative effect, if anything... If anything, being around more kids will encourage you to use drugs and alcohol because it's fairly popular in high school to do out, you know, to drink alcohol and to do other drugs. And so, if you're around people that are using drugs, they're going to uh, peer pressure you into using it yourself. Students who participate will be assigned numbers and randomly tested weekly by a drug testing company. If a positive test comes back, consequences range from not being allowed to attend extracurricular activities, so no going to football games, to expulsion. 
we're not hoping to catch a kid. We're hoping to help a kid <laughs> or two or three. Into a jail cell. Yeah. Well, so. now it's not likely that they'll be put into a jail cell. Onto probation. Right. Yeah, if they're caught with drugs in but their yes. system, that's not a jailable offense. Yeah, but expulsion can be really... Uh, I was expelled from my high school, and it involved courts. It was basically me versus the state. Hmm. So an expulsion is not an easy thing at all. It does involve... And part of my court... My... uh Whatever the verdict I got okay. was that I had to go to some sort of special schools and they wanted to put me in. I mean, there was like juvie and all kinds of stuff was threatened. And so Not it was fun. really nasty. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't fun at all. You were just bad. You know, this I is exactly what we thought this was going to happen because we've talked about the stories in the past where the government schools will make it so you have to take drug tests if you want to be on the football team. So if you want to be part of some of the extracurricular activities, they require drug testing. But we always knew it was going to expand out from there. And this is a perfect example of sure. exactly how they're doing it. Drug use is up. We need random tests for all high Weekly. school students. Middle schoolers, too. Yeah, high school that? and middle schoolers in, all, in the district. And taxpayers have to pay for this. We'll need, we'll need some bureaucrats in charge of administering this program. We'll need to hire some people to take the urinalysis exams. Uh, right. we'll, we'll have to have uh, some secretaries in charge of uh, making sure that the right uh, exams make it to the right people. Yes, we need a whole new department for this. That's right, parents. Your kids are being pulled out from their classes so they can uh, not... I mean, it's not like they're learning much in government schools, but right. there's a little bit of learning that goes on, uh, or at least that could go on. But no, instead of being in class, they'll now be asked to go into a bathroom with a cup. It, it That's how they're going like, to spend their time. It seems like if you're going to have public schools, which of course we all don't agree with, but if you're going to have public schools... I agree with public schools. I just disagree with right, government right, schools. Right, government schools. But if you're going to have government schools... It's it's really not their business whether or not your child is doing drugs or not. That's your that's the parents' Well, it is their business because they own you. They own you. It is a law that you must go to some form of schooling in pretty much every single state in America, at least as far as I understand. Uh, it is If you do not go to the government school and you are not enrolled in a private school or you are not being homeschooled, you are subject to arrest. And so, therefore, you are a serf. You're kind of like their little peon, and they can do whatever they want with you, apparently. Well, I can't say I'm, uh, you know, it, it's not the most shocking, terrible thing in the world that uh, all all kids need to be taught to read. But um, I would say that this, this random drug testing of all students is just a big waste of time and money. It's it sure not going is. to prevent kids from doing drugs. It's going to make them better at avoiding drug tests, I can tell you that. Yeah, and cocaine's out of your system in three days. One, Do it on Friday night. 1-800-259-9231. So you're suggesting this could encourage more hard drug right. use. More, more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features on the site we give away, including the wiki, over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go and edit the wiki to your heart's content. Head on over to wiki.freetalklive.com to do that. That's wyki.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. 
800-259-9231, talking about a story out of, where was it, Julia, do you recall? Wichita, Kansas. Wichita. The entire school district in Wichita is going to be enacting a program starting, well, apparently today, they sent out consent forms to parents that basically said, you either consent or your kid's not going to have any privileges at school, whatever that means. We're Still not quite sure. I guess it includes it, it, parking, sports events, or any extracurricular activities. So you can't attend the football game. You can't join chess club. You can't uh, you can't be a cheerleader. That sort of thing. Right. Uh, and so pretty much they're strong arming parents into signing these agreements, which will make it so their kids are drug tested on a weekly random basis. That's right. Your your young lady or uh, male will be pulled from their class. And taken into a bathroom, perhaps they'll be watched. We don't know exactly how this is going to uh, to occur, because you know you have to be concerned. I, I, although I suppose if it's random, most kids aren't going to have a urinator attached to the inside of their leg. You know they sell these things that you can purchase that you strap to your crotch area, and you can sort of pull a little tube out of your pants and use the the use, ones who like to use drugs a lot probably will. Yeah, you can use dog urine or something like that to to, to actually make it look like it's yours. But if you're being watched, then obviously that sort of thing is is impossible. So I wonder what sort of how does one acquire dog urine? I don't know. I think it's actually easier if you, you just can, have a friend do it. Who's I think clean. I would think so too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to follow around the dog to get their urine. It, that's a bad job. Well, anyway, the, you know the point is uh, I don't know how much observation is going to be involved here, but I imagine kids are going to be pretty uncomfortable as is just having to leave class to go pee in a cup. You know, if uh, what if you don't have to pee? I can remember yeah. being about six years old and having to go take some sort of a physical to go to school, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to pee. And I remember the lady was very upset, and they were trying to make me pee and trying to make me drink water. And but I, I didn't don't have, have to, to go. pee. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. I didn't like it. That's a great question. What if? Are they going to sequester you? Well, th- that's likely what's going to have to happen. Okay, because you I can tell you, if I'm a 16-year-old pot smoker, I won't be drinking any water that day. Funny, I, I don't mean, have to pee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And is, how I, random I never is have it? to pee. I mean, I'll pee at my house. <laughs> what if I get sick while waiting to pee? Yeah. Oh, I don't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to have a seizure. <laughs> what do they do? Who knows what creative ways the uh, the kids will come up with to, uh, to, to weasel out of yeah. this. Here's something that really bothers me about this the most. is The only drug that really actually lasts in your system with regular use marijuana. is marijuana. How long but does alcohol last for? Uh, like 24, 24 hours. hours. Really? Cocaine. Okay. Uh, three 72? days, 72 hours. MDMA, 72 hours. LSD isn't testable by urine test. I mean, th- so basically... So they're going after the potheads is what they're, they're doing. They're going after the potheads. They're going to encourage kids to do different drugs. Harder Great. drugs. Unintended consequences, anyone? Let's go to the phones. Amplifier line, Puke in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, all. Hey there. What's on your mind? Um, let's see here. You guys are talking about this uh, this kid that was sketching a gun last night. Yeah. And uh, was what was he expelled or arrested or he was, whatever? He was suspended, uh, not suspended. arrested, as I recall. Right. And uh, you know, when I was in high school, and well, when I was in school period, I uh, I did the same thing. You know, I was constantly doing macabre stuff uh, because I was I would be in a class and I was bored and I was pissed off because I didn't like the class. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I would doodle stuff like that that usually tended to be violent, and the teachers would ask me, and they'd go to the counselor, and uh, eventually it led up to me being expelled. Um, really? Whenever I made some, not not from drawing, but I made some comments that was uh, a few months after Columbine. And, of course, uh, because I had a principal that didn't like a T-shirt that I was wearing and told me that uh, I had to uh, uh, take it off and turn it around. What was, what was the shirt? 
It said, I don't have a license to kill, but I do have a learner's permit. <laughs> and so, you know, he didn't like it. And, and there was another shirt that I wore at a previous time, like a few months earlier, that was a, a skateboarding shirt that had a, a picture of a little cartoon devil on it. And it said the power of evil, and he didn't like that one either, just because yeah. you know, because he was an a hole. See, it's okay but, to have a Jesus shirt on at school, but it's not okay to have uh, anything with anything representative of yeah, uh, Satan. Yeah, my school banned uh, Marilyn Manson T-shirts were not allowed, no matter what they said or if, right. Even know, though both, this, even though both uh, concepts are equally as absurd. Well, you know, this right. is this is the sort of the, it's the sort of attitude that propagates this. It, in my opinion, these uh, you know these these sort of demonic T-shirts are silly. But at the same time, I mean, you know, that's that's the kind of thing that young kids wear. Right. Um, kids in high school. Why? Because it adults don't like it. Right. And they don't. Exactly. At that point in their life, they don't have the uh, the you know the capacity and the ability to express themselves um, as well as they could. And so, you know, they put these T-shirts on, and they know that'll get a reaction. So, if you are you're right. suggesting, Mark, that if uh, kids didn't, or excuse me, if it was allowed, if kids were allowed to wear things like that. And adults didn't really make it look like it was a big deal. Then they might just stop because they weren't getting the reaction they were looking for. Um, I I would say that, but the problem is, is that it's really it's going to grate against the adults, and they won't be able to stay quiet. Yeah. Um. You know, all of the adults at all the time will not be able to stay quiet. So therefore, the kids will get a reaction, so they'll continue to do it. I didn't believe in uh, God or Satan or any of that garbage uh, in high school, and I wore a pentagram around simply for that exact purpose, Mark. Simply to uh, irritate people, yeah. yeah, and it worked. And so, but my point is uh, that now, now these schools are drug testing, and and then kids go nuts and they start killing everybody in their school, and it, you know, then they wonder why. Um, like if I went to a school that was, because I was lucky enough that I graduated in 2000 before, you know, September 11th and all this crazy hoo ha that's mm. going on now. Yep. And and you know, I probably would have ended up being one of these kids that figured out a way to get a gun, a shotgun, a flamethrower, and some pipe bombs, and I would have gone through my school if, if crazy crap like this had happened, and I would have, you know, because that's that's what happens when uh, when you you push people, and you push people, and you, and you push Absolutely. them. Absolutely. I think they, the Columbine kids were pushed by uh, their peers more yes. so, though. That's true, but... His but point like, remains... I, I'm I'm pretty certain that their uh, their teachers probably didn't help in the environment of a public school at yeah. the same time. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. There you go. Puke, thanks for sharing. Anything else on your mind? Uh, I just called the Pope, and he said Mother Teresa was all right. She, you know, there's some stuff. That, well, uh, if the Pope says good. so, then all right. Thanks for the call, man. It. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Let's talk to the Gord Cat. Oh, well, let's not. He dropped off. 1-800-259-9231. So uh, this is happening in Wichita, Kansas, for now. But you can expect it's going to spread. What about drugs like inhalants and gasoline and things like that? I, that know, I doubt those will stay in your system. The most up. dangerous for your brain. Right. Those don't show up in urine drug tests, do they? I seriously don't think so. I can't imagine that they do. So now you've got kids who are huffing gasoline and sniffing markers and spray paint instead of smoking a little pot. Great. It's just awful news. And, again, you can expect this to spread. It may be coming to a school district near you. This is one extra reason. If you are a parent and you've got your kids in government school still, get them out. 
you don't know if your kids are using drugs. I mean, I hope that you have enough of an honest relationship with your kids to where you can talk to them about that and and that you would know that if they were doing uh, some drugs and that, you know, you'd give them at least a, a safe place to do them. At least, you know, be, be communicating with your kids. But if you aren't communicating, there's a good chance that your kids are doing some drugs that you might not know about it. And this could really... This could really hurt them. I mean, getting getting expelled from school, maybe even charges brought. I can see why this is difficult for parents. I don't want my children, potential children, I have no children, uh, potential children to do drugs. But I can, I do know from my own personal experience that it's not the doing of drugs that's dangerous. It's the activities that go on around it. It's, you know, where it's done, how it's done. Well, you know, doing, people... some, doing drugs can be dangerous. I mean, inhalants are quite dangerous. In right. Fact. What I'm saying is it's, uh, but, but you know, it's the driving while drinking that's the problem. It's the people you're the hanging out part, with yes. and, and all the, you know, the kind of people they get these things from. Those are the problems. Absolutely. 1-800-259-9231. Are you a parent with a young person in government school? If so, why are you keeping them there? What's your excuse? This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site for free that we do ask you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff over at store.freetalklive.com. All kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise for sale. And I think you're going to be very satisfied with these products uh, because so far, pretty much everybody has been. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is our toll-free number. The store is store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones and talk to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Paula in Florida. Hi, hon. Hey. I just want to let you all know what you're talking about is very, very important. I'm glad you're talking about this. Which part? About the marijuana. What about and, it? You know, well, the thing is, our children, you know, you've got a question of why they are doing this. Why psychologically are they running to something? There's something that they're running away Paula, from. Hold on. I, let's, let's answer that question before you go on and expound. Do you drink? No. Okay. Do you, do you take any sort of mind-altering substances? No. Caffeine? I, huh? Do you drink coffee? Uh, decaffeinated. Smoke cigarettes? Yeah. They're not oh, mind-altering. Okay. Nicotine? People get a buzz off of that, don't they? Only if they smoke. I don't. Uh, only if they smoke ten cigarettes in a row. She probably did when she was fourteen and started smoking. Well, anyway, most. I think you're probably in the minority, Paula. Most yeah. people in America do alter. It's part their of the state. human condition, Paula. But people want to alter their uh, consciousness, uh, whether yeah, it's through alcohol. I think alcohol. there's things they can't deal with that they're trying to run away from. I would totally disagree with you, as somebody who has a lot of experience in drug using. <laughs> Why do you disagree? Yeah, but, but you well, have to wonder why are they doing it to begin with? Yeah, let's let's let. Um, okay. I, I want to hear what Paula has to say about why it is that people might be running away. I think that there's there well, may be a nugget of truth some, in here. The, some people probably do drugs to run away, but I think that there is that's sort of this label that's put on the stereotype that's placed on all drug users that just not is case. not always the case at all. Right, Paula. Well, I'm not I'm sure we agree. Some of it is, but, but I, I want to hear I want to hear your nugget of truth. So go ahead. Well, I just think that, you know, the parents, I think, are probably not doing their job as far as parenting with their children and trying to lead them down. They're supposed to guide them down the right path. And I think this has a lot to do with it. I think we have a lot of messed up parents that aren't being the real parents that they should be, you know. And, I mean, uh, if you're led, if you're guided down the right path, this shouldn't be happening. 
Now, so is it, is it always wrong to uh, to alter one's state, Paula, in your mind? To do what? To to alter one's state by uh, well, ingesting if, a if substance. Well, it was meant to be that way, I mean, don't you think God would make it normal for that to happen without anything else? It, in fact, is quite normal. Uh, if you find marijuana plants in the forest, for instance, and you monitor them for long enough, you will find that animals, such as deer, uh, are known to come by and actually feed on the, uh, the flowers of that plant, which contain the active substance of uh, tetrahydrocannabinol, uh, THC. Uh, therefore, the, that's, uh, therefore, deer and other animals are actually getting high in the forest. Uh, so well, it's actually know, quite natural. Well, they know what it's safe for them to eat, I imagine. I mean, God knows. I mean, he, he said he left every green herb here to keep us healthy. So then you aren't necessarily opposed to marijuana use? Not as uh, for medicinal purposes. I believe for medicinal purposes, that's it. And I mean, for anything else, I mean, I can I, think it's I can really respect that. Paula doesn't use any drugs or alcohol at all. I can also respect that. I, I, but what I find um, hypocritical is people that drink and then say, um, then want to enforce marijuana laws. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Julia, did you uh, have any other comments on you know how a regular person may not necessarily be trying to run away from something when they're well, utilizing? I think that Paula, I think that Paula has a point. I think that there are certainly some people who don't know how to deal with problems, so they drink, or uh, and lots of people drink that don't know how to do with deal with problems, and that's not a good way to deal with problems at all. Um, but I well, don't no, think that I'm, it's fair to put that situation on and everybody. Some people, I. I don't use drugs very often. Um, I I do use marijuana, but as far as other drugs, I really don't use them often at all. But I do enjoy them on occasion because they're fun. Well, the thing is, I mean, uh, I just believe that, you know, like these pharmaceutical drugs, they are so dangerous, they're unreal to begin with. You shouldn't even be taking them. Some certainly are uh, more than others. Um, what are they? Uh, uh, they have side effects to all of them. The, I can't remember what the... Uh, Oxycodone? No, the the specific uh, heart drugs, statin drugs, um, that are you know have been proven to be a, a problem. Mm. You know, yeah, some, I some... mean, my husband was on stuff for his cholesterol and almost killed him. Yeah, there's no I doubt mean, that drugs is... are dangerous, right. Paula. I mean, there's a risk yeah. uh, involved but in God taking left drugs. Safe medicine here for us. But there's also a risk involved in getting in your car every morning as well. Well, so. that's true people too. Get, yeah, people. Some yeah. people like skydiving, for example. Some people like scuba diving. People yeah, have fun. all kinds of hobbies and things yeah. they like to do for fun. Yeah. There you go, Paula. Thanks but for the call. But altering your mental state, though, when you need your mind right. Well, it depends. Know. I mean, you don't always need your mind right. uh, in its normal state. If you're sitting at home after a hard well, day no. at, at work and uh, you fire up a marijuana cigarette, no no harm is being done. And also, um, it's it, it, it's in fact very possible to uh, to be able to think and process uh, when you're on, for instance, marijuana. Other drugs obviously affect your brain a little bit more uh, seriously. Uh, yeah. But to be fair, I think that that covers it. Speaking of uh, well, the having thing one's... Is too, though, you know, another point you have to think about, we've all been intermarrying our own family for over 2,000 years, okay? Whoa, I don't know about that, Paula. Yes, You're we saying are. We're, we're all related? We're all Jacob's kids, okay? We're all one family. But the thing is, is that we have a lot of mental disease going on right now because of all this. Hey, uh, Paula, and because I, mean, I, I meant to ask, speaking of mental disease, you talk to George Bush on a pretty regular basis. Is he no, going to leave office um, when it comes, uh, 2009 comes around? Is he actually going to leave office well, or is he going to declare martial law? I think he's going to try to keep himself. Did you hear the latest? 
I'm not sure. That the neocons, they want genocide, and they want him to become emperor of the world. Oh, my. So the neocons want genocide, and they want George yeah. Bush to be the yeah, emperor of the world. Now, what's, what's George again? say about this? I mean, is he, I mean, is he likely, to, for is he he likely to, to put on the mantle and carry the scepter of uh, yeah, emperor of the world? Yeah, you know he likes that dictator I mean, idea. really crazy. I mean, the thing is, sure, he's from the royal house of David. But the thing is, is that he's, he's not mentally right. He's on Prozac. He's been drinking aspartame poisoning. He's having blackouts. <laughs> I mean, um, a, a doctor I know called his mom and said, you've got to do something. That's awesome, Paula. Thanks for the call. Yep. We really appreciate it. She is connected, that lady. She is. I love that stuff. I cannot get enough of that stuff. I'm telling you. I think if George Bush was uh, given the opportunity to become dictator of the world, he'd snatch it right up. He yeah, likes that idea. It's the best thing for all of us. He said, he, didn't he say at one point that you know if he were dictator, it'd be, all be a lot easier for he him? He is, after all, the decider. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to the Gord Captain in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello. What's on your mind? Just one quick thing. Your latest podcast update is undownloadable, like Libsyn.com is refusing to receive connections or something. Are you in the Northeast? Um, Midwest. Libsyn had some problems yesterday um, with... Uh, Something to do with their URLs and things. Huh? And okay, because so I've gotten a couple of complaints. Be, it should be. Cl- it should clear itself up within well, 24 hours. Okay, because it's still not working. Anyway, um, another short thing is, um, you recently talked about um, taxing game income. Do what? The, they want to tax um, stuff you oh. get in video games online. Yeah, like you mean uh, you mean like in yeah Second Life these virtual uh, virtual worlds that people can do business in and they can transact uh, you know b- purchase products and services in these virtual worlds. You're saying the government wants to get involved there, right? My, this this is one quick thing. I just want to note that you know what if you're playing some you know the more traditional online game and you find some rare item suddenly you owe the government eighty bucks, right? I mean, yeah. you know, the rarest item in the game I play KOL is like four hundred thirteen dollars and sixty five cents. Black market uh, money transfer. Absolutely. If um, l- let me let me make that a little clearer. Suppose you're playing EverQuest, which is an online uh, adventure game where you can be an elf or a barbarian or an orc and uh, cast ma- magic spells at people and that kind of thing. If you yeah, find you magic the, the, the magic card, mallet of muffin smashing, and this this item actually can be sold on eBay to somebody else, so it has an intrinsic value. Um, you know, say it can be sold on eBay for a hundred dollars. You owe the IRS money for having found this lying on the virtual ground with your <laughs> virtual orc who now has the magic mallet of muffin smashing you owe the irs twenty dollars anyway here's the story i was going to get to pirate banned from using linux um on slash dot originally entering from torpfreak.com a guy who uploaded the latest star wars video got arrested pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit copyright infringement and criminal copyright infringement got a lot of conspiracy charges mm. And got jail and home confinement. As far as home confinement, he has to install some tracking software on his computer. The problem is, he's an Ubuntu Linux user. The government doesn't have any tracking software for Linux. <laughs> so he's told he must use Windows for the term of confinement. It's like a case of cruel and unusual punishment yeah. to me. For somebody that's into Linux, that is uh, cruel and unusual punishment. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you. I didn't even understand what he was saying. I'm sorry. Linux, Guy was Windows, and... He was convicted on piracy charges. Uh-huh. And part of his punishment was that he must install... He wasn't banned from using the Internet, which sometimes they do. He just had to install tracking software in order to use the Internet. But, but there is no tracking so- software for Linux, and so he was forced right. to use Windows. And 
that's got to be tough for some guy who's uh, big into Linux. Gotcha. Exactly. I didn't even get it. Sorry. Now you understand. You learn something new every night here on Free Talk Live. Hour two's coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Video games, Ron Paul, uh, government hospitals. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about in Ecuador. It's all coming up. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. That number again, 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. You can join us online as well at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Everything from video games to Ron Paul coming up. First, let's go to the phones to talk to Adam in Seattle. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Adam yes, yesterday you had a call from Bill in Oklahoma who yes. warned that the government could shut down any website it wanted because it had it could influence ICANN, the, uh, the monopoly registrar of domain names. Right, and as it what, is located in the United States. Yes, yes. What he apparently doesn't know, and what most people don't know, is that there is an alternative namespace on the Internet. Really? And Yes, yes. And uh, if you understand that the domain name system works kind of like the telephone directory information, where if you have a name, you can get the number. Right. Except instead of making a phone call, your computer does it automatically for you in a fraction of a second. And your Internet service provider provides this domain name service included in your monthly fee, and your computer just automatically knows where to connect and where to get the number. But you can, you can tell your computer to use any domain name server you want, and in fact, there is a company called Namespace that registers uh, dom- they register top-level domains, uh, any top-level domain you no, want. No, top-level so. domain is uh, like a .com or a .cc or a .uk. Exactly. Okay. And you'll notice that, uh, like most things provided by the government, the selection is very limited. We have .com, .net, .org, a few others, but it's not. There's no. there's not a really good reason why there's not more of these. Okay. And so this company has got, uh, right now, they've got over 500 top-level domains, like dot .ma- uh, .magazine and .media and .radio. Now, are those top-level domains propagating to all of the, uh, the, uh, the, the Internet service providers in the world, or are nope. only some people able to access them? Right. You can only access these if you tell your computer to. So it's this sounds difficult. Like is this oh, it's difficult? very difficult, and <laughs> they've been around for about 12 years, and it's definitely not catching on. It's it's kind of like uh, an underground thing that you have to know about. And I see. At, fir- at first, I would say it was sort of it was uh, it was like an alternate internet. So, so you're saying that the uh, while the government certainly can, while Bill was correct that the government certainly can influence ICANN and certainly can twist its arm and make it do things, it's not necessarily going to shut down the underground. It will certainly stop your average user from accessing any given website that the government wants to stop to shut down. Uh, but those who know what they're doing would still be able to get around that. 
Exactly, and he said something. He said the Internet has, sort of has an illusion of freeness, but really it's not that free. Well, actually, it is very free. In fact, anybody who wants to could set up one of these uh, alternative name servers, and you could have you could have dot-coms that have no uh, correlation at all with the regular dot-coms. So somebody could have a different freetalklive.com if they knew how to set up the the system and and access it. Yeah, and anybody who knew their anybody who knew about them could configure their computer to to look at their to look to them as the authority rather than to ICANN. Mm. So basically, authority. if if in theory then since this is sort of like a geeky thing that only really the uh, the tech geeks can really do, um are you suggesting that for let's say for instance in a more uh, totalitarian future the government decides to seize control of ICANN entirely and uh you know then uh decides to outlaw all pornographic websites or something absurd and and awful like that. Um you're suggesting that perhaps then the maybe the internet service providers of America could then say, well, you know what? Let's not use uh, ICANN anymore to get our domain name uh, registrations or to to you know access that uh, like that digital phone book, if you will. Let's go to uh, this European ICANN or the Australian ICANN or some something else. We could they could technically just switch away, and ICANN would be useless at that point, right? The ISPs could do that, or individual computer users could do it, which they don't know how to do. So it would really be up to the ISPs to sort of together make that uh, that decision. So the government they have some control, but not as much as uh, you might think they do. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mark, are you confused on any of that? Did we bring it down to uh, your level? I didn't really understand how one would go about configuring. Um, I don't one's understand how you do to that. see an alternate freetalklive dot com. We didn't explain how to do. That. So okay. you shouldn't understand that because I don't understand how to do that. Does that mean? Um, I guess so. Y- somebody can set up an alternate uh, system that uh, references. Dot Call it a digital anything. phone book because when you when you go to your web browser's little location bar and you type in freetalklive.com and press enter, the your computer talks to your internet service provider. Maybe they're Comcast or AT and T or or whoever. Mm-hmm. It talks to the service provider and says, "Okay, I want to go here, freetalklive.com. How do you get me there?" And then it looks up some information, and it's what they call the DNS, the domain uh, names service, and uh, it comes back with a with a number. A several-digit-long number, one two three dot five seven six dot whatever. I mean, that's actually not even a number it could have because it goes up to two fifty-five, and that's the maximum. But it comes back with this uh, phone number, this internet phone number, if you will, mm-hmm. and it dials it up and brings up Free Talk Live's website. So what he's saying is that all that would have to happen is you wouldn't have to change anything on your computer. Your your ISP could decide, you know what, we don't want to go with ICANN anymore, this uh, un- this sort of accepted authority of Internet domain names, this accepted the phone book, if you will, of Internet domain names. Let's go to this alternate phone book over here, and they can just change things around. So you can, your service provider can use whatever phone book they choose to use. I guess Most of them choose ICANN. My question is, can my server use both phone books at the same time? Um, I don't think that would work. Okay. I don't th- I don't know how that would work. I don't I don't think that would work. I'm just wondering. He said you could use dot anything, so uh, I could I could have mark dot magazine. Um, you could. Would everyone's computer go to mark dot magazine if they type that in? Would they go to my site, or would they have to be configured for this um, one, this alternate this, this situation? Lonely little yeah. uh, um, phone book you're talking about. The geek phone book. Yeah. Yeah. They would have to be configured for that. Yeah. 
1-800-259-9231. I just wanted to make sure you got it, because if I Mark gets it. it, then you're probably getting it uh, as you're listening. Julia, confused? Uh, not really. Okay. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones and talk to Kevin in Washington, D.C. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? Good. What's Fine. on your mind, Kevin? Um, I, I'm i okay with the whole free market thing. I just have a question on, like, child protective services, because I agree that no one has the right to take your child from you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like somebody should be empowered to if the child's being mistreated. So how would the free market handle that? It's an excellent question. I would suggest that basically what Child Protective Services does, and there are so many nightmare stories, I'm sure you've heard of them, about uh, CPS or uh, DCP or whatever the hell they're called in your local state, uh, coming to somebody's house on just an allegation by a neighbor, for instance, maybe a busybody neighbor that doesn't like you, alleging that you're beating your kids. They come in there, they ransack your place, they take your kids away from you. So we already know that the way the government handles these situations is awful. It destroys families. And it usually doesn't even require much of any, if any, evidence. So the, well, the there's gov- no way to refute it, which is like the biggest problem. Yeah, the government you know, the government system is full of it. problems. But basically, what you have to look at is what you're asking the government to do is to kidnap people's children, right? I mean, you have seen some kids next door. They live in next door to you. They're being beaten by their parents. You think it's awful. So you call the government. You say, these kids uh, kids are being beaten. Please come and help them. And then the government comes, and they snatch the kids away from those parents. In the marketplace, if you saw kids being being beaten by their parents, then it would be up to you to uh, either go and kidnap them yourself and rescue them, and then you'll probably be taken to court by the parents, in which case hopefully you'll have some evidence to prove that these parents are indeed beating their kids because if you don't have evidence, then you're just a regular old kidnapper. Um, <clears throat> or you could hire somebody, so for instance, Mark's uh, Kidnapping Service, uh, or Child Rescue Service, we'll call it that. Why, it's, why does it have to be Mark's? Mark's Child Rescue <laughs> Service. You, you call them up because you don't want to do the dirty work. That's why the government's around. Uh, but in this case, you would call up some sort of uh, organization that you would hire, and uh, they would come and kidnap the kid for you. Does that make sense? I suppose so. Thank you. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I mean, let's talk about what it really is. That's what the government's doing. It's taking people's children from them. There's nothing but sad. A lot of sad stories around uh, HRS and those kind of uh, uh, organizations. Do some parents do terrible things to their kids? Yeah, they sure do. I'm not so sure about uh, the, uh, you know, random citizen taking on kidnapping onto their own shoulders. I wouldn't do it, but if you want to, well, okay, let's talk about that. Come on up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on our website, we give them away. So enjoy those on us, including updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something new to announce about the show, you'll know first. If you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com, that's updates.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like a will or a living trust, a corporation, or a limited liability company. In minutes, LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. So anyway, I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit more about the idea of, well, how would we protect kids 
from awful parents in a free market situation where the government, DCS or DHS or whatever the heck their names are, they change changes by state, but the Department of Children and Families. Protective Services. Or yeah. Child Protective Services or whatever it's called in your local state. What if they weren't around? What about the children? Well, I can understand people's concern, but it seems to me that we should be a little bit more concerned about how CPS and right. BCF handle things. Now, you're, you're, you're talking um, in this theoretical uh, free market uh, universe that you, that you have, yeah. right? Um, this, isn't, uh, this isn't just if DCF went away. This is if all of the government everywhere went away. Because we correct. could still get rid of DCF, and people could report to the police when uh, children were being beaten. You know, that we, we don't have to have this en- entire department that uh, seems to you know, uh, relish going in people's homes and separating their families. Right. That, yeah, that would be a nice little interim step. Uh, but, you know, in the absence of any sort of government enforcement apparatus, uh, then you would have to handle things on your own. Uh, and you'd have to probably hire somebody to go. If you didn't want to do the dirty work yourself, you'd have to hire somebody to go and take some kids away from what you thought was a, a, a violent or dangerous home for them to live in. Now, the parents might disagree with you. The parents, um, in that particular case, would be able to take you to some sort of arbitration court, and you'd have to make the case. And, of course, in a, uh, in a more free market situation, I think that we would all understand that kids should be uh, – the, the decision of young people should be respected far more than it is today, in my opinion. For instance, if a, uh, a young child uh, – let's just use 13-year-old or 12-year-old or something like that – is being beaten by his parents, he or she is probably pretty cognizant of the fact – that daddy is beating the crap out of him on, you know, every so often. Wouldn't you say if you were 12 years old, you'd know that your parents were beating you? Yes. Yeah. So you probably would know you didn't like it. And if someone asked you in a arbitration situation, Julia, do you want to go back home to uh, your, your parents? <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd be able to testify, right? You'd, right. You're cognizant. You're able to, uh, to make decisions for yourself at that age. And so... <laughs> What you're dealing with is a situation where young people could actually say, no, I don't want to go back to that house. No, my parents were trapping me there. No, they were torturing me. No, they were doing awful things. Case closed. Case closed. Now, if you say, on the other hand, that um, some weird guy came and plucked you away from your home saying, don't worry, we'll take care of you. We know you're being beaten. And you told them, no, I wasn't being beaten. Then they they probably let you out of their their car right then uh, because they wouldn't want to go to arbitration and have you testify against them. I well, think when, that I when think you're talking about abuses abuse cases, these aren't the easiest things in the world. They're not. They're just not. But um, at the same time, there there are a lot of problems with the uh, DHS uh, organizations. Right. I mean, how many stories have we read here on the air where a child's been taken from their family, ta- put in a foster home, raped? And, oh, gosh. Uh, it, you know, it was it was just a big mistake. Yeah, Sorry. if it was bad at their original home, it's worse in the foster home. Right. A child gets taken away from the home because Is there's that... a Rottweiler in the house, and the DHS person doesn't like Rottweilers and calls it abuse. And then uh, this is an actual story. Right. Uh, I think there were two Rottweilers in the house, and they so they took the kids away from uh, the, the family, uh, and, one of the, and the little boy got raped in uh, foster care. Is this a good thing? No. This so is a very broken system. They put children in foster care when they take them away? Where else are they going to put them? Of course oh, they put them in gosh, foster care. Gosh, I just can't imagine that government foster care is that good. It's and not. It's what, people that are getting paid a uh, government welfare check to take care of ki- to take care of kids. They usually end up starving them and not locking all, them in but, rooms. And it's very difficult to adopt. Government makes it very difficult to adopt children in addition to this. So children that have no homes... It's not easy for them to find new homes. or. And what happens if you are a good parent 
and the Department of Children and Families comes and, you know, you've been snitched on by your neighbor for whatever, smoking marijuana or having Rottweilers or whatever the allegation is, and the government comes and takes your kids, how easy is it to get them back? Very difficult. Once the the bureaucracy starts rolling... Years. Well, I I think that you can get them back uh, more quickly than that, but not always. If you get your kids back, that's usually it and all. There's never a settlement that comes along with it. They don't give you your kids back and give you five million dollars for not being, you know, not being able to see your children every single day of your life for five years or however long, it, however long it took you. No, they there's, don't even say sorry. There's, yeah, there's no sort of compensation or anything like that. And you probably had to spend quite a bit of money on a lawyer in order to go to court in order to argue to get your kids back. So who knows how much time, effort, and money these poor parents who are being targeted wrongfully by the D.C. Uh, Department of Children and Families are spending in order to just try to get their kids back. If you're dealing with a situation where it's just another individual or some you know, child rescue charity that you're dealing with, then you're on, a, you're on an equal footing. You're not dealing with this mega bureaucracy that has deep, the deepest pockets you can imagine to continue to fight you on into to your future. You're just up against another person making an, an, a claim on the same level that you are. And the arbitrator is going to make a decision there. And whatever the arbitrator decides, the loser is going to have to pay. So if you are indeed somebody who wants to make it your life's mission to rescue kids from what you consider to be awful situations, you better damn well make sure you get your facts straight before you go out and take somebody's kid from them, which the DCF doesn't have to do. No, doesn't they matter. Don't. They can just go on a total rumor. Just on a rumor, they can come, come take your kids away from you, and then you have to prove that you're a good enough parent in order to get them back to whatever the silly rules and requirements are that the government might have, the government might have in order for you to make that, uh, uh, to, to prove that to their sure. satisfaction. And so, all of this does not prevent children from being beaten anyway. No. Tons of children are mistreated. The government doesn't stop that. Exactly right. Let's, and, and there are, and they then probably, again. They help a few people, hurt a whole bunch of people, and still children are beaten and abused in despite the fact that they exist. So. I would like to think, I, it, you know, call me positive, call me an optimist. I would like to think that the Department of uh, Children and Family Services actually helps more children than it hurts. I, I would like it. to believe that. That's I, I know you don't. You, you you believe that the government's entirely bad and that everybody in it is uh, um, either. Now, I've never heard one good story about those those bureaucrats. That's that's because you wouldn't hear st- good stories. You know, those aren't the sort of things that get told. But I would like to believe that they do more good than bad. But you know, I'm not really interested in a department that uh, <clears throat> helps six people for every four families it destroys. Yeah, no Wh- thanks. Whatever we've got going on there is really, really broken. In addition, and- we're all paying for it. In addition to, you know, that we already know they're doing all this damage to families across the country. We know that much. If they're ha- If they're helping a handful of families, okay, fine. But we know they're doing damage, and we're all culpable because we're funding them with our tax dollars in a more free market situation if there was this child rescue this fantastic concept of the child rescue charity idea then they would have to get their funds through some sort of voluntary basis they wouldn't be funded by tax dollars so there's so many reasons to abolish these bureaucracies it's incredible 800-259-9231 if you want to share your thoughts on this and take control of the airwaves, bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. 
For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got the bulletin board system there. Over a quarter of a million posts for you to surf around through. Serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's BBS. .freetalklive.com. Let's go right, uh, right into the phone calls here and talk to Jeremy in Texas. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Right. Uh, What's up? As far as uh, children's rights and a libertarian society is concerned, I mean, in Rothbard's Ethics of Liberty, he pretty much clearly states that they have the right to run away. That's the first thing. They can run away and leave. I mean, the downside for them is that they got to find the means to support themselves or they got to find somebody who's willing to take them in. Right. Parents, uh, parents right should not own. Right. Parents should not own their kids. You know, right. they, parents possess, you know, they have possession over their kids until the kid decides it's time to, uh, to free himself. Rothbard describes it as a form of um, guardianship. It's temporary guardianship. And right. it's good for as long as the children say so. And of course, I think most children are going to recognize, hey, I got a free ride for at least 18 years. I'm going to stay home, you know, in most cases. Of course they are. But in most cases, it's more than 18 years, too. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. But well said, sir. I definitely could have left my house at age 16 and supported myself, and I wanted and to. That's how it should be. Kids should not have, be forced to go into uh, government schools. If they don't want to go to school, they should be able to go get a job if they want to. And Nor should if, kids be forced to live with parents they don't want to live with. In many cases, if a kid runs away, uh, he or she maybe he or she we don't know what's going on inside their home. Much uh, many parents that are abusive are very good at hiding it. And so, uh, if a kid runs away, in many cases, they're picked up by the police and deposited right back inside the home with the abusive parents. Exactly. Exactly. Jeremy, any other thoughts for us? Uh, That that pretty much sums it up. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. Now, of course, Mark, I mean, there's a situation in many kids' lives. I know you you told me at one point you wanted to run away from your parents, um, but that was more of a, you know, I'm a brat kind of a runaway. You won't let me have my cookies or whatever it is. I'm going to run away. Um, In that particular case, then... Uh, you know, obviously, that wouldn't be good if they ran well, away. Well, the cold, unless the you hard, take cruel world figured out. I, I figured it out uh, pretty quickly. Right. right. You shouldn't be. I think the- I got down the driveway, <laughs> which was a long driveway. My issue was not that my parents were not abusive at all. My dad was was a jerk uh, verbally, but he never touched me. But in my case, my parents just didn't. We just didn't agree on lifestyles, and mm-hmm. they wanted to tell me how to live, and I had no interest in listening to them. Uh, my mom actually asked me to leave once. She, we got in an argument. She told me to leave, and I left. And right when I walked out the door, she didn't think I was going to go, so she started freaking out. And I said, well, you told me to leave. I'm leaving. See you later. And she called the cops on me as soon as I left. Really? Now, I'm smarter than, well, I, I guess at the time. I don't know. She didn't. The cops did not find me. And I was away for a while, and I eventually came home uh because my friends, I was staying with my friends, and they did not want to get in any legal trouble because the cops were looking for me. And so I went home because right. I had to. But I could have supported myself. I had a job. I had money saved at 16, and I was pretty responsible for a 16-year-old. I 
there obviously it was easier to live at my parents' house, but I definitely could have supported myself. Right, and if your friends had, if there wasn't this whole legal system around for them to be threatened with, then you might have right. just stayed out. I probably would have stayed actually, but I had to go home. I didn't. My friends didn't want to get into trouble, and I, that's just kind of the way things are now. You have to stay at your parents till you're 18, pretty much. And as you said, Mark, if you're young enough, you're 12 years old. Obviously, it's going to be pretty tough running away from home. In which case, you'll probably come home on your own. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to the amplifier line and talk to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live, Matt. Good evening, ladies, or gentlemen, and uh, Julia, how are you? Excellent. Good. Um, I don't want to talk about kids tonight. I'm, I'm in Illinois. I had a, We had a little storm here. Knocked out our power last night. Okay. Um, it was more like a tornado. Yeah, you're lifting something heavy. It's going to be a couple of days before we have our power back. And, That's no um, fun. Last night when I got home, there was trees strewn all over the roadway. Mm. So I was out. We were out. Uh, our neighbors, all my neighbors came out. We were out talking to each other, and we're standing around this one Storms tree. will do that for neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, we were standing around this one tree that was halfway across the road while some cars were passing by in a guy from the county came by in one of the trucks with the chippers on the back and he stops and he looks at us and he goes need some chipping i'll be back, I'll be back sometime <laughs> and then he drove off oh great but like, nice really fun so anyway uh we sat around talked for a little while longer and then we all decided to move the tree off the road ourselves and, and i yeah and i told the guys i said we can't count on these guys to come back we got to do all this stuff ourselves. You're damn right. And we have been, and the neighborhood's pretty much cleaned up now. Now we're just waiting for the uh, the electricity to come back on. Wow, you mean people can actually <laughs> handle taking care of themselves without mommy government around? Uh, kind of, yeah. So Shocking. We, we went out last night. Our basement started to flood because of all the rain. Yikes. And we went out and found ourselves a generator, bought a generator. So uh, now I got the generator hooked up. And I've got the sump pump going, so the basement's dry now. And I hooked up the TV set so we can watch TV. Got to have the TV. you got to have that. Keeps the <laughs> kids watching, quiet. We're watching DVDs because uh, we don't have cable. The cable's out, but right. we're watching DVDs. And uh, my son, he thought of something interesting. He thinks that maybe uh, Home Depot, where we got the uh, the generator, maybe they caused the storm so they, they could up the uh, generator <laughs> sale. Yeah, that's paranoid. So he needs to stop listening to Paula. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I thought, yeah, well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe, Well, maybe, you know, I, I I don't know how their same store sales for generators were going, but I know that it was a hard time finding them once that storm came through. Oh, you're damn right about that. you got to be yeah, prepared if you want to generate, if, if you want to have power during a storm, you need to go out and get that ahead of time. You know, it's, it the trick is to have them uh, hooked into your power already so that you have, uh, you know, Un- uninterrupted power. You know, it sounds like you've got kind of a lightweight situation, though. It's not like everybody is in dire straits. Uh, it's just a bit of damage, maybe some uh, some down power lines, that sort of thing. You can live without power. Right. I mean, it's this can be a, kind of a fun time for, you know, for a family. You get out the old, break out the board games and, uh, board you know. Board games get boring after three hours. Actually, uh, you know, we I, I met a bunch of new neighbors. And, That's a good and thing. we talked, and uh, I, I said, as, as I was leaving, I said, it's too bad that, you have to go through this kind of adversity to meet, to meet your neighbors. Yeah, it is too bad. And, and people should, you know, people should think about that more often. Maybe just go around 
and introduce yourselves to neighbors. Yeah, I don't know. I, I sort of like that idea, but I, I feel weird about it because yeah. I lived in Florida. Because he's paranoid and strange, that's well, why. Yeah, but I lived in Florida, and that's just not something people did down there. So I, I, it's supposed to be different up here. When I lived in Boise, I'm telling you, I lived on a street where parents knew each other, kids knew each other, and it was a, just a really connected neighborhood. But what was it like in Florida? It, it wasn't like that. It was the same all. way for me in Florida as it is up here. When I see somebody on the street, I go say, hey, I live at such and such so-and-so. What's your name? And then I mean, pe- people are just, uh, you know, the only reason they're insulated is because no one's come out and talked to them. Yeah. That's all. People aren't strange. They don't want to stab you. They, you know, th- th- these, people, uh, these people want to, be, to have people to talk to on their street. You know, I agree with you, Mark. I agree with, I would, I agree with Mark on this. Um, I know, personally, before this all happened, I know my two next-door neighbors. I know the neighbor directly across the street, and I know the neighbor two houses down. We've t- we talk often. We, we see each other, and we're very amicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the neighbors that I just met yesterday are down at the end of the block, uh, people who uh, usually don't get home until 5 or 6 in the evening. I'm home at 4 in the evening, so I'm already going about my business. How far does one expect? I mean, how far is it... Uh... How far is it expected for people to go out? I mean, do you, should you go all the way down the street and meet people? Should you just go one house down, two houses down? What's the appropriate... People, people as long as you live in the neighborhood and they can ally themselves with you in some way, shape, or form, people are very still very tribal. As long as they can ally themselves with you some way, then it doesn't matter at all. Now, I'm not saying that you should go out and knock on every door in your neighborhood or anything like that, but when the opportunity arises, do so. Thanks for the call, Matt. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Otherwise, the next time you deal with them, it could be a bad situation, and that's not a good place to be coming from. That's a great point. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. A message from Ron Paul on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, the toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231, and it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com is the place to go. We're inviting you to go and dig Free Talk Live. In fact, uh, the comment contest, you know what, I forgot to mention that this week, because Johnson forgot to prod me to mention it. Oh, but, it's Johnson's fault now. Yeah, it's all his fault. It was, it was his idea in the first place. He is offering up a uh, free T-shirt to the person that, I guess, commented the most on the Free Talk Live episodes at dig.freetalklive.com. So I don't know how that contest has come out. We'll have to look to Johnson for the answer on that. Maybe he'll call in here an hour three or something and announce the winner if uh, if it's over now. Maybe over during the show or over at midnight. I'm not sure what his rules were. Uh, but it may not be too late if you go now to dig.freetalklive.com and comment like mad. Or no, no, it wasn't who did the most comments. It was whose comments got the most digs. Because dig, you can either boost or you can give a comment a thumbs up or a thumbs down depending on what you think about it. So I don't know if it's too late to do that. But dig.freetalklive.com, we want you to go and comment on our shows anyway because the more comments it has, the more popular the show looks and therefore more people are likely to look at the look at the show and listen to us. So hope that makes sense. Dig.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the amplifier line, unscreened. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Mark from Texas. What's on your mind, Mark? Hey, I was just wondering if uh, Mark dot magazine would be like a gay porn site. <laughs> Not unlikely. No. So 
so Mark, when are you going to like uh, stand up and smack it on the microphone for us? I don't know what that means. Uh, your shirt. He wants to smack your. This is the guy that wants you to take your shirt off. No, I, no, no, not his shirt. I no? want him to take his pants down. Oh no, my goodness, microphone. that would be uh, that would be obscene. The just, FCC could kick us off the airways. Just for that. like Rod Stewart, internet, though. Come on, I mean, they're just going to hear a thump, thump, thump. <laughs> Thanks for could the be call, anything. Mark. We All appreciate right. it. Yeah, that's cool, man. The guy that wants you to take your sh- uh, your shirt off. He's an amplifier. How cool is that? I, I don't even know what to say to that. 1-800-259-9231. You know, I might feel better if I was actually getting some of the money, but I'm not. You're not. No. But you are getting the benefits because the amplifier money goes to get us on more radio stations, and the more radio stations we're on, the more you can charge for your precious commercials. Well, so, by proxy, you're benefiting. In fact, by proxy, you're the prime beneficiary <laughs> of the amplifier program because you're getting paid quite well, as a matter of fact. Pretty good, yeah. All right. Uh but, you know, hey, I left a far better paying job for this one, just so you know. Let's talk to Justin in Maryland. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Justin in Maryland. Go Hi. On. Hey there. Yeah, I'd like to talk about, you know, no one ever wants to talk about how, how, history, how psychiatry has a history of abuse of human rights and oppression. Give I have no idea what you're talking about. Give me Go ahead. Psychiatry. Psychiatry, yes. Go ahead. It has a history of human rights abuses and oppression. It still happens till this day. Are you a Scientologist? No. Just wondering. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not a Scientologist, but I've done the research for myself. Okay. okay. I've been online, and as a former victim of forced child drugging in public schools, I can tell you that after doing the research for myself, I found the ADD has no validity. I found a lot of things, and the history of psychiatry is full of cases of oppression and human rights abuses. Now, psychiatry, let me make sure I've got this straight. Psychiatry differs from psychology in that psychology is where you lay down on a couch with a shrink and tell him about your problems, uh, and then he tries to work it through with you, whereas psychiatrists will just prescribe you a bunch of medication. Not just that. Before they were doing that, they were... And let's talk about involuntary commitment, which goes against all the laws of due process. I mean, it's so unconstitutional where you can just be taken up and thrown into a mental institution without any due process, without any court or anything mm. like that, or you can be proud of your liberty. Like a Baker Act or something like that? Yeah, I, just, I think I'm against involuntary commitment because it's so unconstitutional. I, th- I think it's awful, personally. I agree with you. Wouldn't you think that there's instances where people are just so nuts they should be incarcerated, they should be put in a uh, crazy house? Are they hurting others? I'm just asking. Well... You got to look at certain things. I mean, I don't deny people don't have emotional problems, but you know, I don't think psychiatry helps. They it's oh, they call it mental health, but I call it mental harm because that's all they do. They I'm with, I people. agree with you that I don't think that you can solve people's mental problems with chemicals. I just I understand some people have what they claim are chemical imbalances, but we used to have a co-host on this show, uh, Mike. He was with us when we first started Free Talk Live way way back. And he was on all kinds of these uh, drugs. I don't remember what their names were. Did one of them started yeah. with a D. And, yeah, that's helpful. And, um, it's, not just, it's not just the drugs. It's, well, now, hold on. It was an antidepressant drug, and supposedly, right? And oh, Well, th- it actually ended up uh, making it so he put on weight, and it gave him sexual dysfunction. So mm, this drug yeah. that was supposed to stop him from being depressed actually contributed to even further depression. Because he was yeah. fat and un- But it's not sex. just right. that. In insane asylums... They actually torture people. They call it treatment, but it's just torture. They electrocyte people's brain. They cut up people's brains. They, they want to call it treatment, but it comes down to torture. Justin, thanks for the call, man. We really appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You know, I just don't know enough about this, this issue, and I, I know that 
It makes perfectly good sense to me that if uh, somebody's dangerous, certainly they should uh, be locked away. I don't know if they're not dangerous. Should they? I don't. How do you deal with these situations? This is, to me, is not an easy question to uh, just jump into. But I do understand his concerns. Well, if they're hurting other people, then that's uh, that's reason enough to take them out of uh, of society. If they're hurting themselves, well, as as bad as that might be, that's their own body, and they should be free to cut it if they want to. Ugh. Yeah. Or whatever crazy things they're doing. <laughs> Let's continue. Go to Dale in Manchester. Dale, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Dale in Manch. Manchester, New Hampshire. Dale. Going once. Going twice. Dale. Let's try Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. From, yeah, Tom from Nashville. What the previous caller there was talking about, uh, locking up innocent people in mental institutions, I just want to uh, give him uh, you know, a glimmer of hope and... Uh, some insight as to what the solution to that is. And it happened on Sunday, April 4, 2004, uh, in Asheville, North Carolina, when Buncombe County deputies went to serve uh, court papers to have a guy locked up in a mental institution there, and the fellow fought back like a man to defend himself. Just like it says on our license plates here in New Hampshire, uh, a Buncombe County deputy got gunned down in the act of his own malicious wrongdoing, trying to take this innocent man off to uh, a mental institution. Uh, the fellow uh, supposedly <laughs> turned the gun on himself, but at least a cop died. Uh, so, oh, my you know, goodness. It, anyway, <laughs> what I was thinking of, what, what uh, the free staters need to do, or, or somebody needs to do, What's is that? set up a, uh, a medical center, a 24, or at least a 24-hour clinic, in the town of Pittsburgh, up in the northern end of New Hampshire there, because you get, you'd have a lot of business if you keep the place open 24 hours. Even though it's a very remote area, it's the Canadian border town. So kind of like the shopping mall in South Nashua that's got no sales tax, and it's right up along the state line, you'd, have, you'd be attracting tons of patients from the eastern townships area of Quebec who are, you know, for some reason, would not be completely satisfied with the health care that is uh, the world's best health care. It's supposedly. certainly true that uh, Canadians are coming down here in droves in order to visit American uh, health care uh, facilities, which aren't even that great themselves, but they're better than Canadian ones. Thanks for the call, Tom. You know, notice how Tom is, is doing a good job at shifting immediately from his, uh, right. his cop-killing advocacy into another issue so we don't really comment uh, on it. Look, uh, we need to jump back here. <laughs> right. Just I, rewind. I meant to ask, is, um, Tom, is he in fact a, uh, a free stater? Because he mentioned free staters. I don't believe no, so. No, he's not. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, no, he's just he's, a local eccentric. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, I understand what his, um, position is and his position is that the, uh, cops are the, uh, the, the, the front line in this war on our freedoms. So therefore, you know, we're at war and, and shoot the guys in the front line. I think that really this doesn't work though. getting the, the generals and, and I don't mean shooting them. I mean, uh, you know, unseating the generals from their positions of power, as difficult as it might be, it can be done through education and through the ballot box. And the fact is, there are cops out there that are doing that educating job. Uh, the, the, the great gentlemen who are, uh, and I'm sure some ladies as well, that are involved in law enforcement against prohibition. You go to leap.cc and you're going to see all kinds of uh, former police officers and some current police officers 
that have decided that the war on drugs is an awful idea, and they're getting out there. They're going to police conventions where a bunch of police get together and they, you know, have a good time with each other. They're setting up tables there that are giving the police, you know, quizzes and asking them about the war on drugs and how they feel about the war on drugs, and they're helping spread this idea that this war on drugs is awful and it's time to stop, uh, it's time to, uh, to put a stop to it. And the, the only winners in the war on drugs are bureaucrats, so, you know, that's not helping the American people. Right. And, you know, the fact is there are some cops out there that, that feel as though their hands are tied by the system. They want to make a difference. They want to do things differently. But they also feel like they have to do their job or else they're going to be fired. So, I mean, I understand it's not a very – it's not a job that you can really have – you can really sort of adhere to your principles with very effectively. But believe it or not, there are some cops in the, uh, on different forces that are very libertarian-minded. And if you just start smoking cops, inevitably you're going to get some of the good guys. Yeah, doesn't that stink? Right, and of course, the other factor is, as soon as you kill a cop, you might as well turn the gun on yourself. Yeah. Because they're going to get you. 800-259-9231. Hour number three is on the way. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That is a SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, we give away. So enjoy those on us. That is freetalklive.com. Roll right into the phone calls to start things out. Dale in New Hampshire on the amplifier line. Hey, Dale. Hey, Ian. What's, nice on, your, what's on your mind, dude? Well, you know, I was thinking about the notion of private agencies taking over more and more government roles. Okay. And uh, it's just there are two points I thought about that. And one of them is this notion that for some reason, you know, people always have a false sense of security from government. The notion that if someone's wearing a badge or if someone's working for government, they're somehow more trustworthy than if they're, say, working for a charity that did the same function. And that to me is just bizarre because they're so much less accountable. Absolutely. Yeah, I have an agency that's doing things like trying to rescue abused kids or, or take care of kids you know, instead of a foster home. They're going to be under so much more scrutiny. You know, people don't have that false sense of security about them. They're, I don't know that they'd be better or worse. They'd probably be better. But, I mean, just the fact that they're so much more accountable and, and being scrutinized better because they don't have that false sense of security uh, makes me trust them more. That's a great point. They, uh, you know, because they're on the same level as you are. In th- I mean, of course, government bureaucrats are too, but it's not perceived that way. People perceive them as having authority, and therefore they put them up on a pedestal when that shouldn't be the case. They're just human beings like we are. Uh, but we don't uh, perceive the people that run the Salvation Army as any better or worse than uh, than we are. They're just people doing something, and so therefore they should be vetted, and they, you know, they should be checked, and their books should be looked at, and you know, their methods should be observed. Um, people are very, very careful about uh, charities, much more so than uh, than government. I think you're, I think you're definitely onto something there. Yeah, my other point too is, you know, I think part of the re- another thing that people that makes people anxious about the notion of private agencies handling things like, you know, child abuse cases and things like that is the notion that it's somehow for profit. Well, 
First of all, I, I don't think it necessarily – it probably wouldn't be. I mean, most charities, the kinds of organizations that take on that kind of thing are not doing it for profit. I mean, there are certainly people working for, for a living, just like with government. I mean, they have jobs to do, right. and they're doing their job for a salary. But, I mean, government is constantly trying to make money. I mean, it's, it's so funny to me, this notion that government is not trying to profit. Yeah, when, as though government is altruistic <laughs> in some way. Yeah, I mean, look at cops pulling people over. Uh, that is for revenue. When they're pulling people over for tick- giving people tickets when they were driving safely, but they violated some, you know, some odd law. You know, maybe they didn't come to a complete stop in the middle of the night, or maybe they turned it, made a U-turn in the middle of the night when there's no traffic. I'm, and <laughs> I'm convinced that they put signs up in some places like that specifically to make money. There right. are U-turn signs all over Keene that where there's no reason why you can't make a U-turn or a left turn or something like that. And I'm convinced that they put it there because they know people are going to break the law, and it's a really easy way for them to make rep- money. I think you're right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it depends on the time of day. There's sometimes when it's a bad idea to try to make a U-turn in the middle of um, the street. There's other times when it's the middle of the night when who cares? Right. And I don't care really, about stoplights then. At that point, it's just the a cop's opportunity to uh, go out and you do a little fundraising for the sure. old municipality. Yeah, and well, and of course, the key difference is if they need money, they can just take it. So that's really where the accountability stops. Yep. Is that any private company is constantly being scrutinized. They're worried about the possibility of losing their funding. If it's a charitable organization trying to take care of abused children or something like that, whereas a public organization, uh, they have the authority. They can they can get away with all kinds of things. They can take money if they need it, and uh, and so really there's just there's less accountability. It, 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 in my mind, I don't see how it can possibly work as there's, well. In fact, there's almost zero accountability when it comes to the government. Almost zero, and I say almost because well. You can elect new people, and theoretically they could change a few things about the system, but generally it doesn't really ch- doesn't really change for the better. And generally that's not, not – I mean, you elect somebody new, and they're just somebody else who wants to uh, be in power over others, so it never really changes anything yeah. fundamentally. Yeah, nothing – none of that works nearly as effectively or as quickly as just immediately losing your funding because people no longer want to contribute – or no, people yep. no longer trust you. You've got uh, it. So. Dale, sure. thanks for the call. We just appreciate ask, it. What's the toy company that uh, just recently had Mattel. problems? Mattel. Just ask Mattel whether or not uh, the marketplace is a check against uh, somebody who does their job poorly. Just ask them. Mm. Because right now, um, Mattel has done a, a minor offense compared to just the way governments on a state local and national level screw crap up every right. single day. Every day. The government, the government is millions. screwing crap up. Because... You know they're 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 paying three, four, five times what services and goods are worth when they're buying them mm-hmm. because they don't care. It's your money, not theirs. Whereas Mattel sold um, less than two percent of its items in two thousand or it's in in this year two thousand and seven. Less than two percent of them might have had more lead paint than is allowable this year. Now, mind you. It wasn't less than was allowable in the early 90s, but it is less than... Or in the 1950s. Than, or, yeah, less than it's allowable. Well, in the 1950s, you might have actually poisoned somebody with the amount of lead that was in paint. Maybe. But now, uh, this was not a fatal dose of lead paint. Right. You could swallow the whole Matchbox car. Mm, probably the Matchbox car is going to give you problems, not the paint that was on it. No doubt about it. But just ask Mattel, is that a check and balance? Ask the dog food manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Is the marketplace a check and a balance on um, what it is that you're doing? Because I think a lot more people are buying the more expensive dog food right now, just for the you know the hopes of not killing off their pet. Isn't that one of the things in the John Stossel book, Julia, that uh, dog food is not necessarily better if it's expensive? 
Julia's got. I this, just uh, think that some people are. Julia's been reading the John Stossel, uh, the the latest John Stossel book. What's it called? Myths, lies, myths, and... lies, and outright stupidity. It's very good. And it's it's really mass marketed. So it, it's good for just like average Joe people. Well, I I mean it's I, good for I, anybody. Yeah, it's good for anybody. I found it very a lot of really interesting information. But what you're actually referring to is I was on another message board and somebody made the claim that people who don't buy expensive food for their animals abuse them. And I actually did <laughs> re- a little research and it, not a, an extensive amount, but I did a little research on the price of dog food and the quality, and they don't necessarily always go together. It's like the people that think that if they pay $100 for a bottle of vodka, they're going to get a significantly better uh, bottle of vodka than the $20 bottle of vodka. And it's just not the case. Anyway, it's great. I uh, I have not read. But the, the difficulty book. is knowing when you're getting the crappy bottle of twenty dollar vodka or the crappy bottle of hundred dollar vodka. You know, I mean, at this point, all you can do is read uh, reviews and and that kind of thing. Your your pet can't tell you what it likes the most or what's working for yeah. it. You have to try these things, see how it goes for yourself. You haven't been ripped off. Don't worry about it. All right, so um, go on. I wanted to just recommend that book, even though oh, yeah. I have not personally read it, and you haven't read the entire thing, but you can sort of skip through yeah. it. There are different chapters that cover different segments. There's a chapter on government. There's a chapter on consumer things. There's a chapter on, you know, uh, fill in the right. blank. Lots of different things. He it's, and she, parenting. It's it's. I like it. It's a lot different as far as the setup is concerned than his last book, which I give me a break, which I actually just finished reading. Mm-hmm. This one you can easily skip through because it shows the myth in a little highlighted box, and then you can read it. So what I do, because I don't have a lot of time to read, is I look at the myth, and if it interests me or it isn't something I don't know, I, I read it. But if not, I skip ahead. Right. The, like You'll learn things like that were old wives' tales that you might have thought were true that yeah. aren't. And he actually goes into the details with the experts and the citations that you need uh, to show that you've just been li- you know, you've either been misinformed or lied to your entire life. I think the subtitle of the book is that everything you know is wrong. Why, it's it's just, why everything you know is wrong. Yeah. It's just a brilliant book that uh, would be a great gift for somebody that isn't even into liberty. Like, it's not even a liberty book. Uh, the sections on government obviously have a uh, libertarian theme to them. But uh, generally, it's just a great consumer book, really. It's a great informative book that will just, man, make you question everything you learned in government school and everything uh, your parents taught you as you were growing up. There's just so much misinformation you out know, there. The one that I just can't believe that, that always seems to come up, um, you, you hear it now and then, is the red cars get more speeding tickets. That's in or, there? And red cars get, um, have higher insurance That's rates. That's in there, and it's a myth. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I, I, I had a red car, and I've... I generally drive black because it goes with everything, you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, I had a red car for a while, and I'm sorry, I never got in trouble in the red car. I've always gotten in trouble in black cars. Hmm, interesting. Here's yeah. another recommendation for you. Uh, Julia and I just watched a fantastic uh, film called Interstate 60. Oh, that was good. Which I highly recommend. It has some great liberty-oriented themes in it, and it's just an entertaining film as well. It's got, uh, let's see, Gary Oldman, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, it's it's done by the same, directed by the same guy that directed Back to the Future. And so if you enjoyed sort of the fun feel that Back to the Future had, then you'll enjoy the hell out of Interstate 60, and it's got a really great message to it as well. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's uh, talk to Eddie and Johnson on the way. Ladies, you come first if you make the call. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to take control is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. The place to go, the features for free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show appear on the Shrine. So head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only chance for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go to the phones and to the fun, talking first to Eddie in Colorado Springs. Eddie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I heard you guys talking about um, child abuse. Yes. Well, um, I would like to know just a couple questions. Um, in your guys' opinion, what do you think it has to do with, um, like, a superiority complex? Um, you mean you're talking about parents abusing their children? Correct. Is that why, are what, you asking why psychologically a parent would yeah. want to abuse his or, her, his or her children? Yeah, what makes them decide to, you know, I mean, I understand, you know, anguish, anger, and, you know, frustration, but besides that fact... I think that a lot of parents were just beaten themselves or hit themselves a lot of parents when they don't know how to deal with certain problems they sort of lash out and for example i knew this lady who was kind of an angry lady and i know she was okay with hitting her kids and and she got hit when she was a kid a lot so i think that it's it's somewhat of a learned behavior for a lot of people but where does it come from though i mean it it had to start somewhere right where does it start and and i'm thinking it has to do with either you know the childhood as well but you know people can get over that you know instead of passing it on to their kids, as well as, I think it has to do with money situation. Do you have any statements possibly I think it's a lack of, I think it's just a lack of creativity uh, on the part of a parent. I think it's... Emotional uh, control. Yeah, they're, they're just out of control. They're very emotional. They're, they get upset easily, and their answer to getting upset is to lash out with violence. Um, you know, that must have been how it started decades and hundreds, if not hundreds and hundreds of years right. ago, uh, you know, where we might not have been as well educated as we are today. We might not have known of uh, alternative methods of disciplining children like, you know, go sit in the corner or you don't yeah. get dessert or, you know, you don't get to play on the Nintendo, that sort of thing. We didn't, uh, you know, back when it was caveman days when all you really knew was the fist and brute strength, you know, maybe that's where it all originated. That's just me hypothesizing, obviously, uh, so I'm sure psychologists would have a few few more words to say. Mark, do you have any thoughts on this? Why parents beat their kids? I would assume that they're angry and they don't, uh, you know, they they just haven't thought about, uh, you know, what the solutions are. Probably, you know, they're, they're a little crime and punishment in the sense that they think, you know, the, the harder you are on somebody, the better they'll turn out. My dad was hard on me, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Or they've been told uh, a myth, which is one of the things we were talking about the John Stossel book, uh, Myths, Lies, and what was it? Myths, Outright and Stupidity. Outright Stupidity. One of the myths that he uh, he just debunks in his book is the old saying of spare the rod, spoil the child. And the fact is other discipline measures work better, but people were sort of raised with that mentality, and so it's no surprise that that's one of the places that they go to uh, when they're looking to uh, get their kids in line. Well, I have a feeling that, you know, there's a certain area you take it to, and, you know, there's also parents who take it too far, and that's what I'm looking for, you know, is the reason why they take it so far, because I've, you know, I mean, if you, if you're kid messes up, you, you discipline them. Well, um, uh, the difference is in degrees. See, uh, there are a lot of people in America, and Mark's one of them, who think that spanking their kid is okay. I presume you're one of those people as well, right, Eddie? Um, not necessarily. Um, taking something that they um, admire or like, um, not necessarily what they enjoy, because 
you know, they'll find something else to enjoy, but something they really like and they admire to take away from them, they would it would really hit the spot. Not, I agree. Not something that's uh, physically painful that would, uh, you know, try to... I'm, I'm with you. Them. I think the parents can be far more creative than spanking. But then again, when you look at spanking, and some people say it's just fine, you have to ask yourself, where do you draw the line, right? Right. And that's really about the issue here, Eddie. Exactly. Um, now, when you're thinking about spanking for a second, let's compare spanking, you know, a well-administered spanking to a child under the five, five years of age, um, you know... It, that's as far as I'm concerned. That's reasonable punishment. Let's compare that to taking something away. Let's say you take their favorite uh, doll, and not only do you take it away, but you tease them with it every day. Ah, I got your doll. Ha, I you can't have wrong. it. You've been bad. Absolutely, it's wrong. It's child abuse. In but the I, same way, what that, the hell is that child abuse for? Oh, okay, I see. I, abuse has to be touching that, the child. But I'm feeling that taking it away in the first right. place. I'm just then, saying that somebody can administer. Um, I, I'm, I'm, after, I'm not going after you, Eddie. I'm going after my uh, co-host here, who's a idiot in this. Well, I know. I know. I agree that rubbing it in their face is rude. That's not nice. But I'm would you say taking away, it away is abuse. Would I say? No, 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 that, no, I don't would you that say that spanking I mean, a child is abuse? Taking away a luxury is not abuse. No, that's something that would get them in place. Neither is spanking I feel. them. I agree with you, Eddie. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Hey, Look, you guys have a great day. Thanks, Thank dude. You, we will. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Look, I didn't mean to say that I agreed with rubbing it in their face. That's awful. That's no, no. What I'm saying. You're saying taking a kid's doll is abuse. No, Ian. What I'm saying is, if you think that taking a kid's doll away is a proper punishment, but spanking isn't, then I say, fine and dandy. Then you should be able to tease the kid with it and dance around and go, ha, ah, I got your doll. <laughs> You're not going to get it. You, did, you, you spilled your Cheerios. I got the doll. Why I, I would mean, you get in trouble for spilling your Cheerios anyway? I don't know. What I'm saying is that an abusive parent can abuse whether they beat somebody's, um, you know, That's beat them and abuse. break their... It is... What? Teasing abuse? a child with their, t- uh, Look, with it, their toys that, is abuse? While that might be unkind or mean, it's certainly not teaching a kid that violence solves problems. Psycho, psycho and that's killer. the problem with spanking. It's teaching a child that violence is the answer when there is a problem, and that is an inherent lesson they will learn, and they will pass it on with their kids. They'll beat their kids as well. And then again, the question becomes, where do you draw the line? If you think it's okay to spank a kid with your bare hand, is it okay to spank the kid with the paddle with the holes in it? And if it's okay to spank them with the paddle and the holes in it, is it also okay to spank them somewhere else besides their butt? Also, at one point in time, is it too old? For example, Mm -hmm. I had neighbors who were 12-year-old girls whose dad used to make them pull down their pants and he would hit them with a belt. Should 12-year-olds be pulling down their pants in front of... I, I personally would be very uncomfortable. Odd, yes. A little strange. Uh, I'm saying that you can take all these punishments to an extreme. A well-administered spanking to a child under five years old is not abuse. Using and violence on your children is, is extreme, nuts. sir. It out is of, extreme. Out of the frame crazy. That's why we have so many messed up kids and uh, young people. Right, and the whole nation's messed up because the whole nation gets spankings. Most, I think a lot of people one do. thing that really bothers me about this issue, and I understand that, for example, a kid touching a hot stove, a baby going for a hot stove, that's sort of a different issue. But you shouldn't be able to put your hand on them and, 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 and aggress on that child. Are you kidding? Rescuing if, a child that, is something else. If that else. child wants to put its hand on the, 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 the hot stove, it should be able to do it. <laughs> no. Are you talking about touching children? Because that's abuse, no, my I'm friend. No, I'm not talking about but touching children. You are out of your mind as crazy. as children get older, that it's important for parents to understand that Making mistakes is part of learning. I think a lot of parents, like my mom, for example, there's like she was always, um, she didn't let me make mistakes and learn things on my own, and it always really bothered me because I learned best from my own mistakes and experiences. Yeah, but you shouldn't have been able to touch the stove. I mean, if you're going I, for a hot stove, then you shouldn't I be allowed said, to touch it. 
I said especially when you get older. I said this is different okay. from touching a hot stove. That's a little bit of a different situation gotcha. with a child who's too young to understand that sort of thing. But even so, with the hot stove scenario, um, if you grab your child and pull them away from the hot stove, that's an intervention. That's not violence. You're not uh, attacking your child. You're not physically uh, harming them I actually them in have a funny story about that. Not It's actually not funny at all. But I knew a parent who used to like spank their kid, and their kid went for a hot stove, and, and the spanking wasn't working, so she yelled really loud. And the kid actually fell off and hit his head on the floor and got a concussion, and they had to take him to the hospital and all this nastiness. Yikes. So yelling is child yeah. abuse. No, yelling's not child abuse. It was just a bad situation. It's just a bad story. 1-800-259-9231. Spanking teaches kids violence solves problems. That's a bad lesson to learn. One is out of his mind crazy. Yeah. You make your own mind up. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website as well at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free. The archives are there. An entire year's worth of the show. Front page of the site. Just click and download uh, for free. Freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest's mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. SavvyRest.com. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Johnson calling from uh, Connecticut. Hello, Johnson. Hey, hey, so I think if you're going to be brutal to your child, why don't you just combine the two uh, major forms of accepted brutality and uh, uh, just whenever your kid's bad, just ration out the circumcision. Don't do it all at once. Ration it out over the course of their life. Okay. I, think, <laughs> I mean, if you're crazy enough to be beating your child, why is that such a jump? Okay, then. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not right. going to dignify it with an answer. How's that? Okay, well, there you go. Tell me about your contest, Johnson. How's it been going? It hasn't been promoted as often as I probably should have promoted it. Uh, no, you know, and I'm, I'm really, I'm sort of, I've been tossing around my head, do I want to let it run for another week? Because we don't really have any sort of a clear winner at the moment. Um, there are a couple comments that have been dug up, and, you know, we've been definitely, uh, there's definitely been an uptick in uh, the amount of comments on shows, but uh, nobody is a clear winner as far as the contest is concerned. Um so I'm not sure. I, you know, I, I was originally going to call in tomorrow night with an update, and uh, you know, possibly I was go- originally going to announce the winner. Now I'm not so sure. However, there is a whole. There is another day for people to go to uh, dig.freetalklive.com. Today's show is included in the original contest, and uh, I may announce and decide to run it for another week tomorrow, just because there hasn't been a very clear winner, and I don't want to give out a T-shirt for nothing. Right, well, if it's um, a tie between five people, you only had one shirt to give out, so we're going to have to figure out a way to deal with that, and I think that that's fair enough. Um, there currently is a winner, but it's such a close, I mean, it's so close, it's, it's you know, it's ridiculous. Well, there's, well, maybe you don't like how close the winner is, but uh, I'm sure the winner feels like it's it's close enough. Yeah, well, you know, and 
we there's still another day. So right. we'll see what happens. So tomorrow. there's another day for people to go to dig.freetalklive.com. Preferably we'd like them to comment on some of the shows and then you can dig up or down the comments that you agree or disagree with. You click the little thumbs up or the thumbs down button and, and that should be the the real thing is please do dig up comments you know, dig up or down comments that you agree or disagree with. Right, at dig.freetalklive.com. Leave your own comments as well for others to dig. And uh, there you go. Johnson, any other thoughts? Yeah, actually, I had a couple other thoughts, um, aside from the, uh, the circumcision thing. Um, I wanted to bring up some tech news issues that have been going on recently. Uh, two major sort of things that I think, uh, one of them is a little bit more major than the other, but the iPhone um, has been unlocked. Uh, this happened today, or at least it was, you know, widely reported on. Yeah, today. I saw the news on uh, Drudge. It's like a kid in New Jersey, right? Yes. Uh, well, it's a team of. It's sort of a team of hackers. I think it was five kids, um, and they finally unlocked uh, the entire iPhone. Well, you know, another uh, well, sort of known uh, gadget blog, a uh, blog called Engadget, has sort of gone together and reported on the legal ramifications of this, and I sort of kind of find that interesting. That. Well, it's technically not illegal to unlock your iPhone. They're very worried about the, you know, because there's so many laws out there, like the DMCA and some of these other just draconian technical laws, that who knows what these companies might be able to get you for if you are Hmm. using your iPhone to actually connect to another cellular provider. It would seem to me that at worst, I mean, unless you've specifically signed an agreement saying you won't do something like that, it would seem to me at worst all you've done is voided your warranty. This is, you know, possibly true. Um, I guess time will tell. I mean, how awful would it be? I mean, who would be doing the suing? I mean, you've got a situation where Apple has released this iPhone. It's supposed to only operate on the AT&T singular cell phone network. If I had to guess, you know who would be doing the suing? AT&T. They're a bunch of jerks. I can imagine them suing tons of customers who are not using their, you know, who are using the iPhone on another network. The opinions expressed on this telephone call are completely those of the caller and not a free talk live. <laughs> Very you know, good. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I can see, uh, you know, AT&T, you know, as far as, as the views of free talk live, AT&T is the same company who just hands over information to Right, the these are the guys that have the NSA secret room in their facility loaded with computers monitoring phone calls. So they're working well, hand in hand with the state. I don't have any problem dumping all over AT&T. Um, the, the second little bit of news that I wanted to bring up is as far as, you know, since you guys were talking about children, uh, there's a new game coming out uh, called Bioshock. Um, Bioshock. It's sort of well-known among It's a new first-person shooter-style game. Now, the reason why I would even bother bringing it up is because I find it very interesting that it's supposedly, from all the rumors that I've been reading and, and some screenshots and things that I've seen, is that it is very uh, Randian, uh, that a lot of it's, uh, it's, it's based on, I think, the 40s or, or something like that around that time period, and apparently it has taken a bunch of its, um, uh, I guess, storyline from Ayn Rand-style ideals. It has, I saw a big banner at some point in the game that says, No Gods, No Kings. Um, and apparently it has a lot of libertarian ideals and themes, which I'm I'm very excited about. Well, we'll see so. about that. Uh, I I personally I wish I had time for games, but thanks for the review and thanks for the recommendation, Johnson. Appreciate the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 
I don't know. I read the review. Uh, I read one of the uh, the articles about the game he's mentioning, and I think that they might have lifted some themes from Ayn Rand. I don't know if they're treated very well in the game. I don't know if it's uh, if they're enshrining the themes or if they are, you know, trying to make her look bad. I don't know. I don't really know much about about Ayn Rand. I've, the only book of hers I've ever read is Anthem, and uh, I read it during uh, in high school. Actually. I read it. I read Anthem also. I also read Fountainhead. Very good books. Ayn Rand is not a libertarian. Uh, objectivists have a lot in common with libertarians, but objectivism isn't necessarily libertarian per se. Um, so a lot of people, I think, confuse the two. And Ayn Rand herself actually was quoted saying something about how she hated libertarians. Well, she so, felt like a lot of her work was stolen by the uh, libertarians, um, <clears throat> you know, because the philosophies are similar. But, you know, Ayn Rand is not the first one to come up with philosophies on liberty. Bringing, but she was a great thinker, and uh, a lot of her stuff was incorporated into, you know, the sort of libertarian movement. 1-800-259-9231, bringing us full circle. Let's go to Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going, fellas? What's on What's your happening? mind? Well, I wanted to talk about, um, the you know, how, how does... Uh, how, how does the media get away with talking and spitting on Mother Teresa's grave and, you know, everything that's good in this country? They always want to attack it. Well, it's and, interesting, uh, Jeremy, that you call in at this point because KGEZ only picks up the second and third hours of the show. So Jeremy isn't uh, – he didn't know that we were talking about uh, Mother Teresa in the first hour of the program. Uh, so you just happen to be randomly calling in about this, right? Well, yes. I, and I understand what you guys have are talking about and everything, but, um, you know, you can call in about anything. I just wanted to find out if that was the case. I didn't think we were on for our first hour there. Now then, um, is it possible that what you think you know about Mother Teresa isn't necessarily true? Well, I mean, they show us these letters, you know, on the propaganda and progress and stuff like that, and all the letters are real small, but they'll take, like, one little sentence and turn it into this great big thing about how her faith failed her, and all she done was go around the world and try to help people. Yeah, but it turns out that she didn't really do that. Uh, she was sort of trying to portray the image that she was trying to help people, but according to Penn & Teller on their excellent television show, BS, which, Mark, you've actually been watching the clip during some of the breaks here. Uh, they Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of garbage. No, it's not garbage. They actually talked to look, some experts who look, look, look. Uh, do know a little thing or two about Mother Teresa, and the fact so what? is every, every she ex- built people for a, millions of dollars, and she didn't butt. give any of the, the money to is, the kids. The fact is, every single charity out there the will um has to has to use money for administrative purposes third world countries if she was such a this millionaire sucker they're making her out to be why would she spend her whole life in impoverished lands and uh look nobody uh, knows what she did with the money because her charity refuses to open their books thanks for the call jeremy 800-259-9231 good charities will let people go in and audit them her charity refused. What's going on? Hmm, what do you got to hide? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but if you want to get on the air, you better call now. 800-259-9231. The single CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com, the place to go. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? Go shopping with us. Amazon.freetalklive.com is the place to go. When you enter through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So easy. Amazon.freetalklive.com. 41 categories of products. New items. Used items. We 
we get a percentage on virtually anything you put in your shopping cart, even if it's a gift certificate. Uh, head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and get your shopping done. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Talk to Steve, listening to KSCO in Monterey. Hello, Steve. Steve yeah. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, I just I, I just happened to turn the hit the station right when uh, the other guy was talking about uh, having that uh, contest for the T-shirts. Yes. And I thought it was kind of interesting. I said, well, they're in the epitome of a liberal. That they would can't make up their mind and they don't want to commit to anything. I mean, not even a, you don't want to have the winner. It's just like, hello? Well, it's his contest, and he can set whatever rules he wants to. I understand to. that, but, it's, you know, it, I, it was just to me. I'm not saying trying to make a negative thing out of it, but it just, is, it just sounds like, you know. You know What's a liberal? It's just amazing. It's amazing. What, what, is, a, it. uh, what is a liberal? But he is a liberal. Yes, I, I hear the I hear uh, the term bandied around so often, and and it just seems like just, it, it's I it's a disparaging. It. It, it seems like it's just a disparaging term like jerk. And I I'd like I you just, to. I just described it. I mean, that's what, how it struck me. A, a, a liberal you know, is somebody who can't it, commit. That defines it. I think that, that not wanting to commit to that to that that simple contest. I'll do, but we'll just pick the winner when we're ready. Or a lot. You know, it's like that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so a liberal is a person is, is who cannot exactly commit. What it is to me. A liberal is a person who cannot commit. Steve. Steve. It, it, it would seem. It would I would seem like that. to legalize marijuana in this country. Am I a liberal? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Good. No. Um, what, what else? See, what else can I come up with that sounds liberal-ish? I would like to see uh, gay people get married if they if they so choose by the church of their choosing. Am I a liberal? That doesn't. Uh, bother me? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm just pulling things I, I out of the air here to see whether I fall into this liberal category or not. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering. Um, yeah, we don't really know what conservative you, means I either. Know. I don't think that that's a. I don't know if that's a. Okay, what's a, let's, what's a conservative? While we've got you on the line, what is a Somebody conservative? Somebody who can commit. I, I well, okay. I have a. I have kind of an analogy. Okay. That I could might run by you. All right, do it. And I, pardon me. Go ahead, do it. Okay, so um, I, I believe that this country is, if you, if, if you, in a marriage, you have a, uh, uh, a, a wife and you have a husband, and the wife is, tends to lean uh, towards the emotional side of things, and the, and the husband has a tendency to lean more towards um, common sense kind of, kind of a thing. And, it's, and it's, I think that it's a mutual respect and love that holds that marriage together, and they both have a, a need in that relationship. And I think that when that love goes out of that relationship, they um, both pull, you know, uh, it's, it's each one for themselves. And uh, who gets the kid? And, and, and in the divorce, it's just like the kid is the last one. That, that The kid isn't the issue. It's just every, it's a big grab bag. And that's what's happened with this. We have the Democrats and Republicans, which I see the, the, uh, the Democrats as a feminine side, and I see the Republicans as a, as a masculine side. So, and I see it as a marriage, and I see it as a, this nation has stated and I see the lawyers <laughs> getting everything. And that's so the way I so look at um, it. Republicans are kind of like the Dick Ward from, uh, isn't he the, uh, the, Be- what? The, the, the Dick Ward from, like, Leave it to Beaver, isn't that his name, Dick Ward? I've never seen the show. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not very good with these things. He's kind of like the dad on Leave it to Beaver. I sound that way? No, no, I'm asking. No, no, he's asking our, if you're Our conservatives are kind of like the uh, conservatives or Republicans are kind of like the dad on Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Because, uh-huh. you know, my experience is I, I would have called myself a, a tried-and-true, um, you know, uh, f- 
elephant-wearing Republican up until 2000 when those jerks got in office. Because Dick Ward, I doubt very seriously, stole a bunch of money from anybody. But those Republicans, they got in there, and they spent like Bill Clinton wishes he could have. Smaller government. Smaller government, I tell you. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, it seems to me that uh, the only difference between Republicans and Democrats... I'd say you're right on the the American voter on that that side, that, uh, you know, sort of conservatives are a little... You know, maybe what the uh, classical masculine is, maybe. Um. Well, but what he's talking about is uh, what Steve has identified is how they sort of sell themselves, right? The liberals, so-called, sell themselves as, well, we care about the little guy. And then the uh, you know the uh, the conservatives sell themselves as we want you to pull you up by your own bootstraps that sort of thing yeah right? that sounds right that's, that's sort of the message they're putting out there but the reality is that they're both just two different sides of the same big government coin the difference between the two groups is one group wants to screw you over here right and one the wants, other group wants one to screw wants you, you over to pay there. for the military the other one wants you to pay the feed the poor people Steve thanks for the call that's we really great. appreciate hearing from you <laughs> now let's talk about somebody who's a little bit different okay uh, one man who in Washington DC doesn't really even though he calls himself a Republican he doesn't really fit into their camp not so much his name's Ron Paul and he wrote an excellent little op-ed piece on his own website, ronpaul2008.com. And I was very pleased to see this because, you know, I like the Harry Brown style of writing where Harry Brown, when he was running for president as a libertarian candidate, he would write a bunch of articles, right, as he was running. And you could really get a feel for his viewpoints on things. And yet, I have yet to see really anything from Ron Paul in that way. I mean, he goes out and speaks, and that's great. But this was really a nice little written article here. So I'm going to share it with you. It's a message from Ron Paul. He says, not all the media are biased. A local newspaper in New Hampshire reported on the annual GOP barbecue in the town of Hollis. It could be called the Ron Paul Show, they said, since the far bigger crowd than usual consisted mostly of our supporters. One volunteer even rented an airplane and flew a wonderful sign around the sky. That was Kevin. What great, uh, how very great, how creative, self-starting people that I'm meeting. At every stop, all of them united by a love of America and American freedom. Politics is usually about division, but this campaign is just the opposite. Not only are our volunteers a bunch of happy warriors, but they also practice the virtues of tolerance and peace, just as they want the nation to do. The other day, the state chairman of an opposing campaign angrily tore a sign out of one of our supporters' hands and trashed it. Right, that was Mitt Romney's uh, campaign manager in the state of... Of Illinois, whoever it is, I might be wrong on the state. Different uh, people I did with, see the video on YouTube. Though. Different people with different beliefs might have responded differently, but our people, though they'd been standing in the rain all day, applied the golden rule. It's because of quiet heroes that I know we can change this country. He says a reporter in New Hampshire told me this story about Florida. She had seen the, sa- seen the same three supporters working every day passing out Ron Paul literature, and so decided to interview them. She was startled to discover one was a Republican, one a Democrat, and one was an Independent. But I wasn't, in in that he wasn't startled. Uh, Freedom brings us all together, says Ron. We can all agree on leaving people alone to plan and live their own lives, rather than trying to force them to obey at the point of a gun, as runaway government does. Instead of clawing at each other via the warfare welfare state, people under liberty can cooperate in a unity of diversity. There's no need to use government to threaten others who have different standards or to be threatened by them. Looking to our founders, our traditions, and the Constitution, we can build in peaceful cooperation a free and prosperous society. At a talk show in Nashua, New Hampshire, the host asked me about the fair tax. Well, I agreed on getting rid of the IRS, I told her, but I want to replace it with nothing. Not another tax. This is why one of the reasons I love Ron Paul. When when brought in front of the fair tax crowd, he's going to tell them, screw off. I don't want your fair tax. I love that. That fair tax thing is just amazing to me. 17% sales tax? Oh, it's more than that. This is the answer to all our problems? He says, 
He said, but let's not uh, forget the inflation tax, he told the host. This was something she'd never considered. But after I talked about the depreciation of our dollar by the Federal Reserve, its creation of artificial booms and busts, and its bailouts of the big banks and Wall Street firms to the detriment of the average person, she loved it. That's another tax, she agreed, a hidden and particularly vicious tax. They try to tell us the money issue is boring or irrelevant. In fact, it's the very pith of our social lives, and morally, constitutionally, and economically, the central bank is a disaster. Thanks to the work of this movement, Americans are starting to understand what's been hidden from them for so long, that we have a right to sound and honest money, not to a dollar debauched by spe- uh, for the special interests. Unconstitutional government has created a war crisis, a financial crisis, a dollar crisis, and a freedom crisis crisis. But we don't have to take it. We don't have to passively accept more dead soldiers, a lower standard of living, rising prices, a national ID, eavesdropping on our emails and phone calls, and all the rest. We can return to first principles and to build the brightest, most brilliant future any people on earth has ever aspired to. Help me teach this lesson. Help me campaign all over this country in cooperation with our huge and growing volunteer army. Uh, Please uh, help me show that change is not only possible, but also essential. And then he goes and gives his website for uh, contributions, which, of course, is ronpaul2008.com. But I just thought that was a great uh, little message from Ron Paul. It's, it covered a, you know, a decent amount of issues, had a great positive feel to it, and I think he should write more things. I have so, never like contributed campaign. to a presidential campaign before in my life, and I've contributed quite a, what I would consider to be quite a bit of money to the Ron Paul campaign. One eight hundred two five nine. I really believe in that much. I've never had any interest in any politician ever, and Ron Paul is interesting to me. You know, he's. I feel that like says he's, something. He's yeah. the candidate that could actually save America from this gigantic government that's growing like a cancer inside of this. None of the country others will. That's for damn sure. Every day. None of the others. No, no, none of the other Democrats. None of the other Republicans. They're all a bunch of big government freaks. It's been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. We'll join you tomorrow night online in the meantime. You can join us at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.